God bless you. Praise God for each and every one of you that stopped in to view us tonight. We thank God for you that stopped out and stopped in to, uh, for living the word tonight. Let's have a word of prayer before we begin our Bible study tonight. Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We bless your name. We praise you for all that you've done and what you're going to do. God, we can't demand anything, but you've given us the power of asking. And there's something in the asking. So God, we're asking tonight that you would bless the hearers of your word and the doers also. God, give me the insight to your word and feed your people tonight. We thank you for traveling mercies. We thank you for those that you're blessing, have blessed to arrive, and those that are coming, those that are in our viewing audience. We pray that the anointing of God be fresh upon your people tonight, upon your word is already blessed. Give us the insight and let it be applied to our lives that we may be kingdom builders, building the kingdom one sort of time. I ask that you use me in times past, in the teaching ministry, and we'll praise your name for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, get your books, get your Bibles, get your Bibles, get your Bibles tonight. Praise God for you. Um, I wanted to do something was um, I was so impressed with this part of the scripture and um, I wanted to make sure that I um, nail it home as you would say um, alright go with me to Second Samuel chapter 12 2 Samuel chapter 12. And uh, I'm going to do some reading. I'm not going to read it all, but uh, the latter part of chapter 12, we'll be doing most of our, um, taking our study from. There's a couple scriptures that I'm going to read tonight, um, and then we'll go forward. All right, and you have it. Let's look at um, verses 15 through 18. Now, for your Bible study, I want you to read um, chapter 12, verses 14 through 31. Chapter 12, verses 14 through 31. But we're going to begin in um, three verses tonight out of Second Samuel chapter 12. Let's look at verse, um, well actually, let's, let's, let me look at, start at verse 14, okay? And this is how it reads. How about because of because of the deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. And Nathan departed into his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted 
and went up and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of the house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not. Neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. That's, that's good enough. The thought this evening and uh, for our lesson, I want to talk about why fast for a dead thing? Why fast for a dead thing? My brothers and sisters, we often talk about fasting and praying. And I'm going to show you through the text and scriptures some things um, you can fast and pray all you want to. But when the Lord has already spoken his word, um, you might just go ahead and get up, get you something to eat, clean yourself up, and just keep it moving. Most of us understand the background of this scripture and the text. And this was the sin of adultery. And what David had conspired to do with Uriah and what he planned what David had planned out to cover up the relationship that he had with Bathsheba. David took another man's wife. He desired her and chose her. She went in and they, she, she got pregnant. And David tried to cover up his wrong. My brothers and sisters, first of all, let's make it clear. The reason why Jesus was manifested is to, to destroy the works of sin. You cannot... You cannot think that we can continue. And the scripture, the scripture says, I know I, I, I stopped at, at and finished my sentence. Shall we continue in sin to see if God's grace is alive? The Bible says, shall we continue in sin that the grace of God may abide? God forbid. So we should not continue in sin, but for, but for the understanding, people yet think and the thinking is clouded. That you can do what you want to do and not suffer the consequences of going against the will of God. The Bible is right. If nobody lives saved at all, the Bible is right. If nobody lives it, God's word is not going to change 
because of you. Let me, let me say something else. You can't pray anything from heaven. Well, I'm, I'm going to pray to God and, and God's going to do it. Listen, you can't demand anything from God. And because you don't want to do right and be right, do you really think that that's going to change the mind of God? I don't think so. It, it, it doesn't work like that. Our, our minds are clouded because of the things that we want to do. And when our minds are set in the place that we want to do what we want to do, no one's going to change. Now, listen, some people brag and talk about, oh, I'm just stubborn. I'm, I'm just stubborn. Listen, don't 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 carry that as a uh, a badge of honor, because the Bible talks about stubbornness as the spirit of witchcraft. And so, when you're talking about, oh, I'm just stubborn. I've been like it all my life. You better watch it. Stop speaking death over your life, and stop speaking that over your children. Oh my my kids, my kids are stubborn. They they get that from somebody. Stop speaking that. That's nothing to brag about because you're stubborn. The Bible declares and says that Israel was bent to backslide. What does that mean? Israel was bent. Israel was formed to backslide. Huh? And because you want to do something so bad, it's not going to change what God has already laid out. Now, something that I want to bring out, and we'll go back and <clears throat> revisit chapter 12, verses 14 through, or some of the other verses in there. Somebody said, oh, that was a bad thing, that um, the child died. Well, listen. What God did, now, now watch this. The child was under the age of accountability. And since the child was under the age of accountability, that child is safe and saved in the arms of God. What was, well, Brother Pastor, it, the Bible said that the child had died. And the scripture is right. The child died. The, what, what, what? Let's, let's go back to the scripture. Um, go, go back and look at, it says that the child, um, look at verse 18. And it says that the kingdom pattern on the seventh day that the child Died. Now the child was struck with a illness. If you look at verse 15, verse 15 says that 15b, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore unto David, and it was very sick. It was very so the child did not die out of childbirth. The child 
was stricken with sickness. And through sickness, death came to the child. But remember, the child is under the age of accountability. So what was what this is what this is what happened. David was denied the right to see that child grow up and mature as an adult. David was denied that pleasure. David was denied the joy as being a parent to see that child grow up and be an adult. Now, you'll find in chapter um, 2 Samuel chapter 13, you will find that one of his children, he had many sons and one, you know, Absalom and Amnon and, and Tamar. I, it, this, this lesson is so long, I just have to kind of chop it up in pieces. And David had some other sons. But this son here, the son by Uriah's wife, which is Bathsheba, David was denied a parent's joy in seeing that child um, grow up. Now, let's look at the text. There's a conversation that goes on, and it picks it up in verse 18. On the seventh day, the child died, and the servants of David were scared to tell that the child was dead because of the way that David was going through. Uh, David, David, David did confess his, his guilt and to Nathan the prophet. And Nathan knew that David was taking this sickness of this child so heavily. Now remember, my brothers and sisters, David had Bathsheba's husband killed. So it was more than just the, um, the sin of adultery. David now has blood on his hands. Uh-huh. David has blood on his hands because he tried to cover up. And, and, and that was... David concocted this thing as, you know, you rise back from war. You find it in chapter 11, down in that verses 6, maybe down to 12 or 14, that David tried to have a cover, had a cover up. He, they came back from war. He was victorious. So David says, uh, why don't you go and spend some time with your wife? And um, Uriah says, no, that's all right. My, my men... They don't have that luxury to go home to their family. So I'm not going to take the authority that I have and, yes, try to cover it up. Because why? She's already pregnant. All right? She's already with child. She's carrying this child. So David's thinking, well, if I cover it up, she nobody's really going to know 
what done happened and Uriah is pretty much going to take, you know, well, yeah, he came in and from a, from this long battle and, and uh, now his wife is pregnant. No big deal. But he didn't, it didn't work out like that. So sometimes, listen, the best thing, well, praise God, the best way to handle our difficulties and handle when we sin. Be straight with God. I, I, I've shared this for years. I said, if you, if, you, if you really want to be blessed, be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with the loved ones around you and you'll always be blessed. You watch the blessings of God. You have to be honest with yourself. And my brothers and sisters, the, the enemy does not want us to be victorious. And the spirit of lying wants to keep, wants to keep a place in our lives. So David, not only David demanded, Uriah didn't want to go in to be with his wife. David demanded that he go in. But Uriah didn't do it. So what, what did Uriah do? Uriah goes as far as to go to his house. King's orders now, right? But he goes and sleeps at the door. He didn't go all the way in. He didn't go all the way in. Just think about the faithfulness that he had. The man was faithful to David. He was loyal to David. Now, how did it, how, how did the thing happen to where? You know, David, out of all he picked, why did he pick this woman? See, my brothers and sisters, the Bible said when lust is conceived, that's when it brings forth sin. You, you, you listen, listen to me now. You cannot stop the devil from talking to you. Just stop it. Since, and we know, if Satan talked to Jesus and held conversations, Satan talked to God and held conversation. Now, if since Satan talked to Jesus was a conversation, Satan talks to God and holds a conversation, you really don't think that he can talk to you? He's going to talk to you. And you can't shut him out. But the Bible said when lust is conceived, that's when it brings forth sin. Listen here. Praise God. It, oh, my goodness. I, I really want to focus on why fast for a dead thing. I'm, I'm going to get to that. Praise Jesus. But look at everything that makes up the problems that we're having. Do you not know that the Bible is right? The eyes of the Lord is in every place. What does God don't see? I'll tell you one thing God don't see. He don't see you changing your ways. God is warning you. God is warning us but we don't want to change because you really feel that that thing has a hold on you so bad. 
Case in point. Here it is. A hot summer night. I can picture it. David up there on the rooftop trying to catch a breeze from the night. And he looks over in the twilight and the twinkling of the moon and glitters off the landscape of the sand. And here this woman's taking a shower. She's taking a shower, catches David's attention. Now remember, when lust is conceived, that's when. But did he have a way out? Yeah. Don't we have a way out? Yes. Do we take the way out? No. Because we think we got to have it. Men think they got to have the woman. Women think they got to have that man. We think we got to have that. Because it's really, you're trying to fulfill the thing that's in your flesh. And my brothers and sisters, first of all, you can't be tempted in something that you're not aware of. The Bible said, there has no temptation taken man. Listen to what the word says. Therefore, there has no temptation taken man, but such is common, meaning you cannot be tempted in something that you are already familiar with. If you've never been on crack cocaine, if you've never been addicted to heroin, can't be tempted by it. So the thing that you are aware of is what the enemy tries or attempts to deceive you with. And do you not know that you will concoct excuses that seem right to you? Well, I hear the Bible talking to me. There are ways that seem right unto man, but therein is destruction. You're only drawn, you're only drawn to the things that you are aware of. Huh? Yes, yes. So David sees this thing. And it's a thing that David could have avoided, but he didn't. But the thing that sets this one aside is the command to have Uriah murdered. Why, listen, put a, put a pin in that. Just put a pin in that one. Why drag somebody else into your delusionary thinking? Huh? You want to drag somebody else into your mishaps. You want somebody else to partake of what you think is right. Hmm? Being, being drawn into this thing. And you know what? If, if, listen. Well, praise Jesus. I, I've always said before, before I got saved, I, I really didn't run with nobody. Now, this is just me. I'm not talking about anybody else. This is just me. I didn't run with nobody. I didn't hang with a lot of people. I didn't hang with people at all, really. I was around people, and I did what I did, but I went by myself. One, one thing that 
I kept in my mind. If I'm gonna get into some trouble, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna do it by myself. I'm not gonna draw somebody else in and cause them to fall out or cause them to stumble or cause them maybe to even um, put them in harm's way of even dying because of what I wanna do. My brothers and sisters, we pull other folk into our stuff and we jeopardize other people's lives and livelihoods because of what we want. Huh? David had to do something. But the question really, think, did, but did David, did you have to kill, kill this man? The intent was, y'all know the scripture text. David sends his chief soldier, this mighty man, of action, this warrior, David sends him to the front line, knowing the odds of that he's going to get killed. But wait a minute, question, but David didn't kill him. David's the king. And he followed orders. So David got the man killed. And waited for a word to come back. David was waiting for this man to be out of the picture. Huh? Now, with him being out of the picture, it gives him the advantage that he wanted. And that was to marry Bathsheba. Okay? So, there is, Nathan brings a prophecy. That, that picks us up in chapter 12 of 2 Samuel. The prophecy comes forth. And when the prophecy comes forth um, and is brought to David, and David hears about it, and then David finds out that after David hears um, what the prophet is saying, and really it was talking all about him, David's angry, and you'll find it in chapter 2 and verse 5. If you have it, turn to it real quick. 2 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 5. Uh-huh. Do you have it? 2 Samuel. Chapter 12 and verse 5. Y'all have it? Okay. And the Bible said, And David's anger was kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, verse 7, you're the man. You're the one. You're the one that the prophecy was concerning. So now what did David do? David's guilty. Now David repents, right? The Bible said David repents. David says in chapter, you go look at chapter 2 Samuel chapter 12. Scroll down to verse 15. I'm sorry. Look at verse 13. You have it say amen. 
And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Put a pin in that. My brothers and sisters, don't you know that if you confess your faults, that God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness? But here it is. Watch this. When you repent, that cleans it. God takes that eraser and puts it on that chalkboard. They probably don't do that. They probably don't even use erasers and chalkboard anymore, do they? All right. So God wipes it off. God cleanses it off. But what you did, you got to suffer that thing. My brothers and sisters, uh, and this is a funny, you know, um, when you get saved, if you misuse your body before you get saved, listen to me well. If you misuse your body before you get saved, that same body you're going to need to live holy in. But some of that stuff you're going to have to suffer. Some of that stuff you're going to have to suffer. God can heal you. God can deliver you. And some, some when you abuse, when you abuse your body and mistreat your body as a from a young person. The old folks, used, I used to hear the old folks say, "Take care of yourself while you're young, because when you get old, you're going to need that same body." Hmm? We misuse ourselves. We mistreat our bodies. And then when you get up to your retirement age, you want to seem like you get old and it's like you start falling apart. Walk down the street and then you look back and there goes your legs. Legs gonna fall off trying to figure out what happened. You know, turn to your right there, there goes a finger. Like you just start, stuff just starts falling off of you. That's no humor, y'all. That's no humor. Praise Jesus. Take care of yourself while you're young. Don't mistreat yourself while you're young. The drugs, the alcohol, you're just blowing your brains out. And you're going to need, you're going to need that body. You're going to need it. But you don't think right now because you're young. You're young and you're, you, you, you have it going for you. And you don't think it's going to catch up with you. But my brother and my sister, the Bible says your sins will find you out. Huh? Let me go. Let me go. David says, I have sinned against you. Huh? Now, so now look at verse 13. You have it? So David repents, right? And verse 13, he says, And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. David confesses to Nathan that he sinned against the Lord. Nathan said, Yes, you have. But the Lord has forgiven you, and you won't die for this sin. Right? That's a good thing. But help me say, why fast for a dead thing? Now, David, you're not going to die. God's forgiven you. Right? So now, Nathan returns back to his house, and then... God sent this deadly disease to the child of David by Bathsheba or Uriah's wife. Uh, now, the Bible says, if you look at verse 16, David 
does what David is actually begging for God to spare the child. David, therefore, besought God for the child. And the Bible said, look at the scripture, and David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. That's verse 16. David went without food and lay all night long on the bare ground. And history says that the elders of his household, they were pleading with him to get up and, and to eat with them, but David refused. Why? Because he thought that his fasting, with verse 16, that his fasting was going to change the mind of God. Oh, y'all oh, put up in and out. But pastor, if fasting doesn't change anything, I didn't say that fasting don't change things. You can get God's attention by fasting and praying. That's what we did in the beginning of January this year. Y'all remember? That God gave me to tell you that and to speak life in 2023. Speak life over, over your spiritual man. Speak life over your family. Speak life over your health. Speak life over 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 um, what I said. Speak life over your your um, your spiritual man, your finances, your health, and your family. That's what. And God has worked miracles and did some powerful things already this year. So fasting and praying does is powerful. And it does work. Well, what's the difference here? My brothers and sisters, the difference here is that God has already spoken and said this child is going to die. Huh? Look at verse 14. Go back to verse 14. God said, they just told David, David, God has forgiven you. Yes? Is, is that the scripture? David, you have been forgiven of this sin. Huh? David repented, and God says, I've forgiven you, and you will not die. Because really what David did, according to the Mosaic law, David should have been killed. But God spared David's life, right? But look at verse, praise Jesus. Look at verse 14. How about in verse 14? Huh? That um, it says, I'm at, I'm at verse 14. Because by the this deed that thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. Look at it. By what you did, David. Are you looking at verse 14? Because you have shown contempt for the word of the Lord. By doing this, your child is going to die. So, Verse 14, by what you did, your child is going to die. What he did what now? I'm sorry. 
He went into adultery, right? Then he had her husband, Bathsheba's husband, killed, right? David know he sinned. David repents. And God said, I'm going to spare your life, David. But the child is going to die. Now, again, why was that? What parent don't want to see their children grow up to be an adult? David was denied that. David, David fasted. David said, well, maybe if I fast, that God, not only my, my life's been spared, but he'll spare the child. My brother said, some things, some things, praise Jesus, some things that God has already spoken, that there's no reason why you should fast and pray over that thing, because it's not going to happen. Some things we fast and pray for that God has already said, stop. I'm not, I'm not going to change my mind. And what you're doing, you, you, you're steadily fasting and praying. Uh, um, just look at somebody and tell them, don't, 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 don't you get it? You, you're, you're, you're fasting and praying, but God has already said this child's going to die. So because you're fasting, it's not going to change the mind of God when God has already spoken, it ain't going to work. Huh? Now, let me go a little further. Look at verse, um, let's see here. David goes, um, verse 16, the child 15, you find this child very sick. 16, David therefore besought God for the child. He fasted, went in, la, la. And the elders went back. Um, look at verse 18. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died, Right? And the servants did what? Then on that seventh child died, David's, the ones that was advising David, they were afraid to tell David. He wouldn't listen to the reason why the child was ill. David just wasn't getting it. David wasn't receiving while this child is ill. Huh? And what this thing was, if they would have told David, they wouldn't know how David would handle the death of this child. But then you look at verse 19. David perceived something here. David, David perceived. And let, let me put a pin in that also. My, my brothers and sisters, don't let the enemy trick you. Don't let the enemy trick you. You want God to co-sign for something that God is against. You want God to accept what you're doing. And God says, first of all, I want you clean. Huh? I want you clean. Let, give me a, uh, just put a, uh, put a marker there. If you can, um, You, you have to honor. You have to honor God, God's leadership. Um, you have to understand that God's not playing with us. You have to understand that God is serious. 
Go turn to James chapter what I want. James five. James five. That I want. Yeah, I think I think I want James chapter five. You have it before I do. Well, I'll, I'll get. Then let, let me speed this up real quick. And I think what I want is um. Let's see. Um, I'm at four. If they didn't sick among you, let them call. Yeah, that would be James chapter five and verse 14. But can we bring in? Look at verse, okay. Give me James chapter five. I want to verse start at verse 11. Do you have that? James chapter 5 and verse 11. Yes, go here. Now, yes. Behold, we count them happy that endure. Uh huh. We have heard of the patience of Job. Uh huh. Yes. Now, now, God, God, not that, yeah, that's not what normally we look at the word pitiful, like it's sad and no, 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 no. Yes, because of his, the Bible said God is long suffering. You know, God is so merciful. And if you look at, if you look at the, 10b he said he and of patience god is so patient with us so and it says in verse 11 11a behold we count them happy which what endure you know now look at verse go down to verse 13 let's look at the power of prayer now I want you to watch this one now. Praise Jesus. Tonight, the lesson tonight is why fast for a dead thing? And I want to bring attention because some of us are fasting and praying for something that God has already said. I've already told you no. I've told you to stop. I told you no. And you yet are seeking me. Don't you know that that is a loving God, that God is yet having patience with us? Even though we are so, you know what? We are so persistent in wanting to have things our way. And we don't know what no means. So what we think no means is, well, I'll tell you what, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. But you better be very careful. The Bible said it's a, it, it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. You keep messing with God. You know what? I tell you what, <clears throat> if you think taking a stick, poking it at a tiger, if you think you're not going to get a killing from that one, keep poking at God. You you are you about to uh, understand uh, the wrath of God, huh? And do you not know? Now watch me. Oh my God! I put a pin in that one. Let's go back. Did we not discover that God said when David repented, 
God forgave him, right? And said, you won't die. But your child is. See, you got to be very careful. God don't have to touch you. He can touch the things around you. And you won't be able to take it. The men said, listen, I'm, and they was whispering. We can't tell David that the baby's dead. Because if he's going through what he's going through now, he ain't going to make it when he hears that the child has died. No. See, some stuff you really won't be able to handle. And you keep doing that same old stuff, thinking that God don't see you, huh? And you really haven't bragged. You think because God has not um, put an end to it that you're getting away with it. But the Bible said that God is long-suffering. Because why? He don't want to see nobody fall. So God is just putting up with us. huh? But so, sooner or later, when God gets tired of you, he can let you live and see everything around you destroyed. He can allow you to live and see everything around you just ripped apart. And you don't, you won't be able to take that. And you thinking you're still getting away with it. Help me say, why fast? For a dead thing. David, why, why, David, why are you still fasting? The baby's dead. Why are you still fasting? God said the child's going to die. David, why are you still fasting? Don't you get it? Oh, my God. Okay, let me go. I'm even my time. James chapter 5. And verse 13, the question is, now this is a scripture that we misquote, but I want you to get it and see and correct the misquoting of the scripture. Uh-huh, read. Is anybody going through hardships? Pray. Uh-huh. Is any Mary? Let him see. You should pray. Uh-huh. And... Let the Lord speak to you or get them songs that, that you've heard, them songs that uplift you, them, them songs that, that gives you that, that peace, that them, the, the gospel song. I ain't talking about that inspirational stuff. I'm talking about the gospel song that, that really gets down deep inside of you, that you can really, that moves you. I ain't talking about just the beat, you know. That, a lot, lot, now, a lot of folks don't like, um, they don't, they don't like hymns. A lot of people don't like, don't know how to sing hymns. They want that stuff. You don't even understand what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's a, that's not that. Yeah. Well, well, watch me. Okay. Is any is any among you afflicted? Let him praise any. Mary, let him what? Is any sick among you? Uh huh. Stop. You keep saying call for the elders of the church and anoint them. That ain't what the Bible said. That's not what the scripture says. It says, call for the elder of the church and let them pray over him. And what? With oil, anointing him with oil. Pray and then anoint. Is that right? Pray and then anoint in the name of the Lord. Now, that prayer that's offered up in faith is going to heal the sick. 
and the Lord is going to heal them. The Lord God is going to heal them and make them well. And now watch and watch that. Watch that uh, be part of that. And if they're what? If they have committed sins, that's 15b. If they have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. That James 5, 13 through 15, it talks about healing of the body. But then it's, that prayer is a dual prayer. Because while you're getting healing in your body, God will forgive you at the same time. We only look at the part of being healed in the body. But we don't see what the scripture says. And if there's any, if you have committed sins, that same prayer that they're praying for your body, God will forgive you of your sin at the same time. Huh? If you committed sins, they should be forgiven. David, sins were forgiven. Now, this is, <clears throat> this was not in the dispensation that we're living in now. We're, we're living in the same dispensation of the baptism of the Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost. What am I trying to tell you? The day of Pentecost that the disciples were in the upper room and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. We, you and I, we, the faith family, 2023, were living under that same dispensation. You understand that? David, during this time, did not have, or the baptism of the Holy Ghost wasn't yet initiated in the church. But David's sins were forgiven. Huh? But what was not forgiven? The baby is going to die. So we're, we're praying for things. You did it. David had to suffer the consequences. Remember when I first opened up earlier? I said, some things that you've done in your body, you have got to suffer the consequences. Did God forgive him? Yes. Let's, let's back it up further. Did David repent? Yes, he repented. Did God forgive him? Yes, God forgave him. Now, you would think since he repented and God forgave him that the baby would be fine. No. David had to suffer the consequences. And the consequence of killing this man was his child. But the child, there was somebody said, oh, that, that's, ooh, that was so hard. But the child was under the age of accountability. When the Lord took that child, that child is in the arms of God. The child wasn't lost. It was a baby, yes. David's baby that he had from being in adultery with Bathsheba, he got another man's wife pregnant, huh? Try to cover it up, right? 
but David suffered it. David even fasted for it. Now, what did not, what was not brought out? Oh my God, I'm, I'm eating up my time. Eating. What was not brought out was where was Bathsheba in all of this? How do you think she was feeling? Just think about it. The, the, the mothers that are having their child. Now, I, I, I have never saw anywhere in scripture that Bathsheba and um, Uriah had any other kids. I never found in the text nowhere that they had other children. So this is Bathsheba's first pregnancy, her first child, her first child in adultery. But her first child died because why? Of the sin of another man. See how you can bring somebody in? And then look at the, look, yes, and then look at the difficulty and the suffering that you have caused. Why? Because it was the heat of the night. <laughs> See what I'm saying? But well, we fasting. And the point, in, and I have five minutes left, praise Jesus. I hope, I hope, hope this, is, this is resonating with somebody. The lesson tonight is why fast for a dead thing? David was fasting for this child, to, uh, for God to spare this child. And God said, no, let me, let me go back. Go back with me to 2 Samuel, that 12th chapter. And let me, let me end it up here. If you go back to 2 Samuel, and it says that now David, David, David repents for his sins, and the child dies. Now, look at verse 20. This is 2 Samuel chapter 12. All right. You have 2 Samuel chapter 12, and I want verse 20. When you have it, say amen. Okay, David overhears. David, the, the scripture says, David perceived that the child was dead. So then David said unto his servants, and that's that's in verse twenty. David David saw them whispering in in the area someplace, and now David realizes what has happened. And the question is, is the child dead? He asked the question, is the child dead? And they responded, and they responded and said, yes, the child is dead. And when David found out the reality that his fasting was not going to change the outcome of the situation, what did David do? David gets up, look at verse um, 21, 22. <clears throat> 22 says, and he said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. Are you looking at verse 22? For he said, for I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? David said, maybe my fasting is going to change God's mind and God 
might be so gracious in his mercy to allow our child to live. But look at verse 23. But David, David said, listen, I now fasted and wept. The child was alive. When I, David did not wait for the child to die. While the child was, was yet alive, David passed in the prayer. Right? But did that bring the child back? But David said, listen, I'll tell you what. I didn't have it my way. But one thing that I can do, my child won't come to me, but I can go where my child is at. That's why when I said earlier, I said the child is under the age of accountability, the child is safe. Look at, look at what that says. But now he's dead before wherefore I should fast. Can I bring him back again? See that 23? Can I bring him back again? No. But I shall go to him. Huh? But he shall not return to me. So that's why I let you know through scripture text that the child was saved. Because David said, my child's not coming back to me. But I'm going to go to where my child is. Sure. When we look at that script in the text, we think, oh, that's a terrible thing. But remember, look at what God did. What God did, God did not allow David to have the pleasures in seeing that child grow up as an adult. Now, we know David had other, other sons. And David had uh, a daughter, too, or daughters. But I wanted to jump in on that other one, but I have to save it for later because this is the backdrop to what uh, the lesson would be uh, um, the 12, the Absalom spirit, the 12 stages of an Absalom spirit. And we'll work with that on a different time. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. I thank you for joining in with us. And I pray that the word blessed you. Um, tonight's lesson was why fast for a dead thing? knowing that God has a final say-so. And when God says no, that's what God means. And uh, you're going to reap what you sow. Don't make God angry. Don't make God angry. Don't, don't play with God. And if you've done wrong, repent. God is merciful. But don't think that you can do what you want to do, and yet God will not let you spare what um, by rights that you should. Have. And the Bible says, yes, God has not dealt with us according to our sins required, but he's been long-suffering. Some things you're going to have to deal with. Don't mistreat your body. Don't mistreat yourself. Allow God to work in you. Be honest with God. Be honest with the loved ones around you. Be honest with yourself, and you'll always be blessed. May God bless you. May God smile upon you. Thank you for stopping in with living the word. Be blessed with God.